What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee. This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Your boy, Giovanni. Hold on. And a good friend of mine is... Uh, in the studio Thank you And welcome home from prison Team Money <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious Hey Oh wow So I moved to LA I don't know how many years ago But Team Money was one of the Few people I met immediately And people were like Yeah you need to know him He's well connected I'm like okay cool Cause you know a network You gotta know everybody But mm-hmm. he's he's connected in the industry And he's also <laughs> very connected in the street So when living in LA You know especially if you're gonna be Entertainment You gotta be able to figure out How to navigate through these streets So I'm glad to say T Money. Yeah, man. T Money, you are the homie, man. I've been knowing you for a few years too, man. Uh, every time you're around, I feel like I could talk as much shit as I want and get away <laughs> with it. <laughs> you can, man. You can. Is it okay that I ask when you got out? Um, I got out August 16th. That's my birthday. Of of Last. this past year, 2017. Uh, 16, I think. What, what year we in? We in 2018. <laughs> I know. I got to check like it now. And then. We are 18. We're in 2018. You should have let me know. I would have sent him some posters. First of all, I <laughs> ran, I'm on all the walls. I ran into him somewhere <laughs> randomly. It was just like, oh shit, you home? But the funny thing was, okay, so T Money is cool. This is why I like T Money because the the boys that act like they're they have a problem with gay people are usually the down low gay boys. <laughs> mm. the, the gangsters who can really fuck with everybody no matter where if you just trying to get to the bag or get to the bitches because T Money does like the bitches. Um, <laughs> they're cool, so like he's cool with me. So, um, but I ran into him recently, and you said you met somebody in prison who said I told them that I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wish I could remember his name right now. No, we don't need to say no. But name. if I see him, I'm gonna point his ass out. <laughs> I was in um, I was in prison, of course, and um, you know, motherfuckers on the yard be talking to each other, or whatnot. You know, you know the politics and shit, because it's basically the blacks. You know, everything is segregated, so we kind of mm-hmm. stay with our own. Mm-hmm. And um. Um, we were, I was talking to this dude And then he was like Where you from? I was like I'm from LA He like Yeah I live in LA This and that You know so You know everybody got prison stories mm. So everybody talking about You know who they know This and that Or what now So you know He was in the music business So I was like Yeah I'm in the music business And that So I started naming people That I know And he was like You know somebody named Jason Lee And I'm like Yeah <laughs> And then he was like What's up with him? I said, what you think what's up with him? You know, like, you know? And he was like, I was like, why, what's up? He was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do my music thing. He said I could come stay with him. This and that. I oh, just, Lord I, have I, mercy. I kept it 100. I was like, yo, Jason, my nigga, like, he cool. If that's what you want to do, you know, go ahead. I said, hey, I said, he a good motherfucker to know. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you do, that's what you do. That mm-hmm. sounds like typical Jason Asley. Mm-hmm. You can stay Listen, at my house. I am all about helping the black community. Wait, was he, was he Dominican? I'm sure he he, likes, he, he light was light-skinned as a motherfucker. He was light-skinned as a motherfucker. With a whole bunch of tattoos. He was a pretty big dude, too. Mm. Mm. You know, listen, it, you know, the funniest <laughs> part about it is that, you know, we all want to be talked about in the halls of Congress, the White House, prison yards. I am fine with that. If you are in prison. Matter of fact, I was on live on Instagram one night and I ran across some people in prison at night on on, on Instagram live. And mm-hmm. so I talked to them. I got their Instagrams, their Snapchat. But they, because I don't know them, I can't really fuck with them because they may get out and their, their rehabilitation process may include robbing my ass. So. I know T Money got money, and he know how to get money, and so I feel very safe with T Money, and I feel very safe going to him with issues. But uh, shout out to whoever's in prison. Uh, hit me. I think he out now, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, show. I know he was kind of short, and then I forgot, man. I forgot the. But the girl. funny part is, okay, so I'm an online person, right? So I run across somebody else 
way in the Bay Area. And I'm like, oh, yo, I developed this online relationship. And I scroll down the motherfucker's timeline and I see him give a shout out to T Money. I'm like, I got I to gotta end the relationship. The world is too small, man. It's too small. Mm-hmm. And this thing, yeah, this microphone. The, but see, the other dude is my boy. I don't even look at him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, But the other nigga was talking about coming to stay with Jason. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. my door is always open. So people are wondering, like, okay, T Money, what does what T Money um, What does T Money do? What is T Money? Why is T Money on the show? And let me just tell you that um, I think the one thing that is fascinating about our relationship is that people don't really understand the parallel between the LA street culture and entertainment mm-hmm. and it's it's real and so I remember once I had a conversation it was with uh, Wack 100 and he was telling me I mean you know everybody know Wack is mm-hmm. online with mm-hmm. this crazy shit but he was telling me from his perspective like the things that he's been involved with in the past which I won't say because he'll have to come and tell himself mm-hmm. but you were you know you were gone for a while and you just got out of here really quick because uh, the streets were saying that you shot Suge Knight mm. So, <laughs> so, so, so let me set it up. So, uh, One Oak is a very popular club. It's all over the country in different places where people go. Uh, really hot club. Got to be exclusive to, to get in there. Pia Mia uh, was hosting a party with Chris Brown, and somehow Shook showed up. This is what I heard. I wasn't there, and then he showed up, and I don't know what happened, but the end result ended in him being shot six times in One Oak, mm. and then everybody said you did it. I mean, I can't, you know, it's like a blog or something. I can't stop people from saying what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing to do with it. Everybody know I was picked up for it. Mm-hmm. It was all he say, she say. It's period. Like, and I had nothing to do with it. I got picked up it, for it. It's not they what you much know. Did, it's what you can prove. Mm-hmm. I went to jail for a convicted felon with a firearm. So let me try to draw a picture. Okay, so T-Money <laughs> is connected to a lot of people. Let me write some of the people that you're connected to. You're connected to Diddy, <clears throat> right? Um, I've been knowing I've been knowing Diddy for for a long time through my homeboy D Mac. I'm not gonna say I'm connected to him, but I, I do got a cool relationship with him. I got a cool relationship with uh with Justin, um with yeah, Rube. But I've been knowing um Diddy since I was like 14 years old. Um, Akon. I've been dealing with Akon for like since 2000. But Akon's like your guy. Yeah, Akon is somebody that I'm, you know, I, I was pretty much with every day. Him and Boo for about like 10, 11 years straight. And Boo's Akon's brother. Brother, yeah. yeah. Who's mm-hmm. all, who at the time was managing Chris and Pia Mia. Yeah, he was a man. I'm the one that actually put him with Chris. Like, well, I I, I introduced him to Chris and um, it ended up, it was supposed to be over um, for a, a label deal over at Dev Jam when mm-hmm. Boo was the A&R over at Dev Jam up under L.A. Reed. And, um, Somehow it turned into, after the meeting, it turned into management. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything with saying, let them manage you or anything, but I kind of made the connection. But you're the plug between a lot of different people. And so at the time, I mean, again, I don't expect all my questions to be answered, but I have to ask questions. Was the connection between the whole, why Why did they pick you up? Like, why out of all people in L.A. did they pick you I up? I feel like, they, I mean, like, if you look at the article, and then, in Rolling um, Stone, the things, huh? In Rolling Stone, not not Rolling Stone, just online. You know, they said a few people had something to do with it. It mm-hmm. was first game, then it was Rick Ross. But I think out of all of those people, you know, from the he say she say shit, when you run a motherfucking name, shit, my shit come up like yeah, it looked like he might have did it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so subsequently to the shooting, you were arrested. You weren't. Were you, you were arrested for the shooting, but you were released on the shooting and then charged with what? Um. 
I was arrested and I bailed out. Mm -hmm. And after I bailed out, they end up not filing the case because I didn't have nothing to do with it. But I'm a convicted felon from when I was 16. Mm -hmm. I did seven years. I went to jail in 93 to 2000 when I was a kid. And, wow. you know, they hold that shit against you. You know, they don't, just like how they doing Meek. You know, right. he's been on probation for damn near 10 years. Like, this is some shit that happened 16, 17 years ago when I was 16 years old. I did my time for what I went to jail for. And um, shit, they just never out you, uh, let you outlive it. You know, you go to jail and they like, oh, you had this back when you was, I wasn't on probation, wasn't on anything. But the rumor was that you, that Dr. Dre had put a hit on Suge and that he hired you. Do you know Dr. Dre? No, I don't even know Dr. Dre, but I, 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 they mentioned his name. I might need a beat from him or something now. <laughs> but, but no, nah, I, I don't, I don't know him. I think I met Dr. Dre like one time through uh, Akon, um, and I, and I honestly didn't hear that until somebody, I didn't hear that somebody actually uh, for, forwarded me the um, Rolling Stone magazine, and I seen it in the magazine. The other stuff was like all conspiracy shit like the police helped me do this, helped me in the club. It just was some bullshit. Well, do you, do you, if Shook Knight would have died that night, would you have been happy? Um, Nah, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to be happy for anybody's death, Damn. but I mean, this is the, the reform T money right now. Nah, here. nah, nah, nah. It's just, you look it, like a big teddy bear. I'm having a hard time believing this story. That's how they get up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Chucky, right? Hey, <laughs> nah, I, I don't, I don't wish death upon nobody, but at the end of the day, like, um, I mean, he's bothered a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And you can't keep bothering people and doing stuff that people wouldn't expect, you know, not something to happen to you. Somebody eventually going to do something to you. You know, so whoever he made mad or whatever the case may be or whatever he did to somebody, then I guess that was the repercussions of it. So mm -hmm. some people may have remembered a, an artist that um, you worked with, and I don't know the relationship if you managed him or, was on a, or if he was on your label, but Dalla, who was murdered at the, at the Beverly <coughs> Center. Um, tell us a little bit about Dollar, because of course Dollar is just—I mean, I never met him. I mm -hmm. mean, he—but I saw his star rising for sure. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about him and kind of what happened back then. Um, I wasn't um, actually there when it happened, or the incident that caused it—that you know where it led up to that point. But I've been knowing Dollar since he was like 12 years old. He was in a group called the Rascals with uh, Scrap and Sass, who's on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, those are his cousins. They all say they're brothers. So you can't say they're not brothers, but because they are, they, right. you know, you can't. Grew they, up together. Yeah, they, it's, that's, that's, just, that's just what it is. But um, his uh, Scrap and Sass mom started the group. Mm -hmm. and uh, she, That's Karen, right? The, yeah, Karen King. Okay. She actually started the group. I didn't have anything, any control over the group at the time. I was just doing, helping with the writing. Um, me and uh, Boo and a couple of other people. That's, um, before Akon really, you know, he's always been talented, but before Akon really just blew, mm. Akon was doing the production. Mm. So this is way mm. back in the day. Yeah, this is way back mm. in the day. That's how I met Polo. You know, so that's how Polo I met Stevie J. Mm -hmm. They were all working on a project. We end up getting a deal with DreamWorks. Um, well, not me per se, but, you know, I was involved in the writing. Right. Mm -hmm. Karen ended up getting a deal with DreamWorks. Then that deal folded or whatever. Then they end up going to Elektra. I don't know what happened that deal to that deal. I was um involved in the whole thing the whole time, but after the Electra deal, Dollar decided to go solo. He was maybe about like 14, 15 years mm -hmm. old, about mm -hmm. 15, and his mom called me and was like he want to go solo, can you help him? And I end up moving him to LA with me. Uh end up grinding. Uh I started my label, signed him to the label. Uh, he was actually I actually was managing him too because what happened was um I end up giving him 
part of the company. We both came up with the name, which was the gang entertainment. We was trying to turn turn the gang, the word that when you hear gang, you hear it's just negativity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because we felt like we were going to be doing positive things and stuff like that, like we ended up going to like a lot of the juvenile halls, talking to the kids and stuff like that. So I was managing him because he was also my business partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And so he got into a beef with a guy. Was it on a plane or in Atlanta? And then it somehow trickled over to L.A.? Um, really, man, if you just, I guess, you know, sometimes you... You got to just believe that life, you know, takes its courses because what happened was he didn't get into it with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in a strip club called Platinum 21 in um, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I guess a fight broke out. I don't know who started the fight, who initiated what, but like I said, I wasn't there at the actual fight. But from what I'm hearing from my people, it was like one of my other friends got into it with the dude. It was squashed after that. Like we knew um, mutual uh, people that yeah. knew each other. Everything was squashed. He did a party in a whole nother state before he came here. He was dating a girl named Crystal. Mm-hmm. And uh, he threw her party out here because she's from here, but she was going to school in Atlanta. And he threw her party out here, you know, because all of her friends are out here. They were supposed to be leaving or whatnot. And he wanted to, his favorite restaurant at the time was uh, P.F. Chang's. Mm. And he wanted to stop. But everybody was like, That was nah. at the Beverly Center, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was at the Beverly Center at the time. And he wanted to stop. And everybody was like, no, nah, we supposed to be going straight back out of town, dropping a rental car off. With, to Hussein, they had a rental car from World. I mean, from RDB, uh, Rollstar. Oh, World Rollstar, 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 Rollstar. Hussein, yeah. And um, they were supposed to drop the truck back off and just go. Actually, they were supposed to go to Chipotle, and he seen you know Chipotle right across, across the street. Coast. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they end up going to PF Chang's and sitting down, and the guy happened to be in there. Mm. Um, and the story that I got was like whoever the guy was sitting with, it was just a coincidence that he was in there. Didn't nobody follow nobody. He wasn't on the plane. He didn't follow him from Atlanta. Wrong place, wrong time. It just and um. So, I guess the story that I got is like the guy who is who he was with. I really don't know who the uh, the guy was with, but pumped him up like, "Oh, you you better get them first and this and that or whatever the case may be." And I mean, he got out to the valet and they said the dude just started shooting and then killed him and then got off for killing him. Yeah, yeah. And that, how does that and, happen? And that's a, that's another thing. The case, you know, my the the case that I you know that they picked me up for mm-hmm. the the attorney that got the guy off of killing Dollar. I hired him to fight my case. Good lawyer to hire. Mm. What's his name? Just I in case I catch a case. Price. Yeah, exactly. Hmm? Howard Price. Howard Price. And so, Google how did right he now. get off? It, huh? How did he get off? Um, he shit, I'm not the he attorney. Self-defense, but there's no really no right. self-defense right. law in L.A. And, and stand your ground doesn't apply here. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, whatever it was, whatever politics took place, that's off. what it was, and you know, that's what it is. So I saw, I saw that. St- the reason why I bring it up so many years later. Um, one, I never asked you about it, but two, I saw the storyline play out on Love and Hip Hop, and you were still out at the time. Why didn't they include you in that? Because for me, everybody knew, at least everybody in the business knew that you were with Dollar. Mm-hmm. Why weren't you in that part of the story? I mean, you know, um, I think you got to, I mean, shit, I guess you got to ask them. It's still, you know, his mom and everybody, that's still my family. Like, you know, we have our, you know, our, our um, disagreements and issues, but at the end of the day, that's my family. Scrap, mm-hmm. Sass, Karen. You know everybody like his mom. That that's my family. Mm-hmm. You know his his sisters are my are my sisters. But um, you know everybody's emotional. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I guess everybody was still emotional at the time, and people are still emotional about it. You know, it's like so. So I so I had a really interesting conversation with Wack, like I said, and you and I have talked offline about it. And I don't know how much we can get into it today, but for people out there in Kansas or wherever the fuck they're listening to this podcast. 
the people that want to get in the industry don't understand there are other politics that come in with being or becoming a really famous celebrity in entertainment. I feel like, and this is just my own thing and just knowing so many of them, is that they all align with somebody. So, for example, when Chris Brown and Rihanna had their issue and then all of a sudden he was a blood, he was affiliated with certain people, a lot of people said that was for paying for street protection. No, I mean, a, a lot of the times people get certain things confused because a, a, a lot of the times... Um, we're genuine with this. Like we grew up with this. This is shit is a lifestyle for us. Mm. When you, when a lot of people come to LA and they meet people that they take a liking to, and they get involved, you know, Chris had a clean image. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really believe Chris is how he is. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people. Like, you know, when you're in basketball, football, they you know try to make you to be this all white American, all black American. You know, shit. A lot of the times, motherfuckers be from the ghetto, mm. be from the hood. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they try to keep you clean so when you fuck up, you fuck up. So it'll be like, fuck it. I done fucked up now and they didn't already. <laughs> let me go, you know. Mm. Shit. Kobe went and got tattoos after he did what he did. Right. Wow. But the affiliation, the affiliation between celebrities and gangs in LA, do do they center, does it center around extortion or does it center around protection and safety? Like, what is the relationship? Because it, it like, I know if I have a problem, I'm going to call you. I can call Whack. I can call Big U. I mean, there are certain people that you know, there are channels that you have to go through to be able to keep shit safe. But there's also, and there's also been like the, you know, the rumor that there's certain people that can't come into the city because unless they kind of pay like the like the nigga with the rainbow hair takashi and he's saying he can come anywhere ain't got to check in with nobody and we know that in la you do have to check in i mean he was with somebody from la the whole time he was here Mm -hmm. and uh, and a lot of the times it's not a lot a lot okay like for instance i'm gonna use him as an example because he's one of my good friends and um and who Takashi this is? No, no, Takashi okay. ain't nowhere near. Okay, okay. <laughs> Are you talking you. about somebody else? Yeah, I'm saying uh, Big U. Oh, gotcha. And a lot of people get a perception about him like he's extorting or doing this. He's not. Like he's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, like like if if when he's talking to these, a lot of the times it be for the kids, for mm-hmm. the community. I see him like for a lot the football, of football, a lot of football stuff, and um. You know, it's not his fault that people cling to him, and he he never said you got to come hang with me. These are these are things that they choose to do. It's like cho- like Chris chose to affiliate himself. I don't think nobody bullied him into saying you got to be from my hood or you got to be from a gang. This is shit that they that they 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 choose to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then a lot of the times, uh, a lot of the relationships come from other than them being here because we go other places too. You see what I'm saying? So we be in Atlanta, we be in Miami, we be in Houston, you know, and and like that's their backyard. Mm-hmm. And and we end up building a relationship. So when they do come here, and a lot of those, some of those dudes are real street dudes. Some of them, you know, they're just talking, but some of them are real street mm-hmm. dudes. And so they understand what's going on. So they come and they affiliate themselves with who they feel like they affiliate themselves mm-hmm. with. And they just either get that that jacket or that's what they want to do. They want to gangbang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LA just has a big influence. On a lot of people. And that comes from like, and to go way back, that comes from a lot of the drug era in the 80s where, you know, people coming from here with drugs in different states and then you meeting people then they coming out here. And, you know, that's why so many different gangs in different states. But is it true when your profile does get to a certain level that you end up having to affiliate with somebody? Because if you don't, you can run into problems and then you have no protection. Good. like yeah. Yeah, But it depends on how you, it depends on how you're carrying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you carrying yourself like you this tough motherfucker and you feel like you ain't got to, like, again, like, if we go to somebody else's backyard, we align ourselves and affiliate ourselves with people, too. It, they just, that, it just ain't really, like, 
gang infested like LA is separated by gangs. Mm-hmm. So we I go to a Miami, I know who to call. I go to New York, I know who to call. I go to Houston, I know who to call to affiliate myself with to make sure I'm safe. It's a ghetto everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just that people come out here and they get fascinated with the gangs yeah. and they're like, oh I'm a crip, I'm a blood. Mm-hmm. It's over 275 different crip gangs. Yeah. In Cribs, LA? In LA, all Crips don't get along. Wow. From from and it's, it's like a hundred and something blood gangs. What up, everybody? This is Jay Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Your boy Giovanni Watson. Hold on. And thank God we're back. I have mm. been so fucking busy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Have you been? Because my team is, you know, we trying to figure out how to function a little better. So I got my whole entire staff and me reading a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Okay, so you know what? This is the one question that I have for guys if I'm thinking about dating them, is what book are you reading right now? Because okay. for me, reading is such like a huge part of my life. Books were my friends when I was mm. a kid. Yes, I was a nerd. Shout out to all the nerds in the world. I used to read the dictionary and thesaurus for fun, mm. which is why I have such a, you know, extensive vocabulary. It's voracious. It is, but it, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you little thief. <laughs> Okay, so Gio, what Melissa are you- Ford taught me the word voracious, by the way. What are you reading right now, Gio? I'm reading right now a screenplay, and also with that screenplay, I'm reading the Shakespearean version of Romeo and Juliet. Well, Shakespeare... Well, I know Romeo and Juliet is Shakespearean, but... It's not the version. And if anybody should be reading that book, it's somebody who has relationship issues. Just when you get to the end, remix it. Don't die. We need you on the show. Exactly. Okay, so since we have the attention spans of goldfish these days... You, I'm yes, looking at you. For sure. Exactly. Um, Goldfish I, don't have no damn attention span. Well, I mean, this that's is, the point. It's, oh, just, it's, it's, it's a saying. It's a saying. That was voracious. Even, <laughs> even though I used to have this goldfish. Uh-uh, like, we're not going there. Okay, sorry. And, okay, <laughs> so as much as I love reading, I used to read like three books in a week. I swear to God, damn. I'm a speed reader. Yeah, I just would just like eat it all up. I don't got the time for that at all. I just don't have the time. So I've discovered Audible. And Audible is um, is an app that you can download to your phone and you can Bluetooth it to your car and I get to listen to any book that I want right now. And it's just, it's awesome because my particular genre is I love self-help, but then I also like the deep, dark, macabre stuff like Mind Hunter by John Douglas or like Stiff, you know, <laughs> Tales from the... Uh, well, thanks for telling us that you like a Stiff. You know, the thing I, I love, love about <laughs> thing I love about Melissa Ford <laughs> And she really does look out for our mental, and physical, spiritual. financial, mm-hmm. spiritual, and educational well-being. Exactly. And so you put me onto that, and I actually went and I downloaded Successful You, which te- teaches you how to have a four-hour work week. I mean, work smarter, not harder. Hello, Man. that's the name of the game. So like I said, I'm reading it. My team can't read that. They need to read the 28-hour work week. <laughs> work day. <laughs> okay, well, there's a ton of books that you can download. There's, mm-hmm. example, Fiscal You. You are a badass at making money. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, you could get download Healthy You, The Sleep Re- uh, Revolution, The Power of Habit, The Obesity Code. I mean, these are things that you really need to add to your repertoire mm-hmm. because, I mean, not... Sounds corny, sounds hokey, but knowledge is power. It just is the truth of the matter. So, you know, uh, we are offering our listeners a little um, little something, something. You're going to get a 30-day trial membership with Audible. Really? And so, Geos, what do you like about Audible? Well, the membership, that includes one free audio book a month, exclusive sales, 30% off all books, and the apps. They have free apps for iPhone, iPad, Android, Windows Phone, download and listen to iOS device, 
Um, unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own your books. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And my library, that means assess your, assess your books anytime, anywhere, right from your smartphone. Great listen, guarantee if you don't like it, swap it, change it, get something else. So, people, for all of you that like to read us in our comments, we don't like Melissa this, we don't like Melissa Jason that, Geo, go to hell. Um, <laughs> Audible is offering you a read too. You're gonna get a free uh you're you're gonna get a free audiobook with a 30-day membership trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all you have to do is go to audible.com slash unlocked, browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free. And start listening. And it's just that easy. So if you go to audible.com slash unlocked uh, or text the show, uh, uh, text. Uh, unlocked to 500-500. You get started today. Exactly. And instead of reading us in the comments, you, you can, can read a book from Audible. Exactly. Read a book and tell and give us a referral. <laughs> I love a referral. Okay, so can we just tell them one more time where they can go? Because, again, people like free shit. People at home. And if you don't want it, go find something for your kid, your teenage kid mm-hmm. to read. Exactly. And get him in there reading so he ain't out cutting up. Exactly. Kids are on, you know, these devices all day long. So why not have, you know, a library at their disposal? So you got, you just got to go to audible.com backslash unlocked or text unlocked to 500-500. And get started today, people. Get started reading. It's real voracious. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. From the standpoint of like, you know, the outside, you know, people looking from the outside looking in, they feel like, you know, when you're in entertainment, isn't the point to get away from that life. So like one thing that just happened recently was Cardi B. She posted something online where- She posted a photo of her, of her wearing, wearing a, a blue- Blue jacket. Uh, and she had said, I think in the captions, it's something like, uh, something wearing my flu. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's because of her affiliations outside of LA or what, but yeah. it became this huge thing. Because she's, well, I- she's reported to be affiliated <laughs> with- Bloods. Yeah, what happened was her saying that word is like a disrespect to the color blue, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the day, like when it was when when it was being discussed, nobody threatened Cardi, Cardi B. Well, right. What happened was you got people on Instagram that can't get to Cardi B. Right. So and I'm gonna tell you where they were. All in my DMs. I almost <laughs> called you. They were in my. I'm filming wilding out, and I'm getting Bloods and Crips. DMing me, telling me, tell your girl she better not come to LA. So I'm like, I don't even know what's yeah, going on. Listen, most of that, most of them people are people that can't even get to her. Right. You see no, what I'm saying? Right, right. That's just online. And then the people that do have access to her, it was more of like, yo, you you was just talking about how you were struggling, all of the shit. Man, be happy that you have success. Be happy that you're able to feed your family. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in the gang shit. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. If you like, it's bloods out here that's not disrespecting Crips. Mm-hmm. That's born and raised here. So it's not cool for somebody else in a different state to yeah. disrespect mm-hmm. what's going on out here. So does the affiliation kind of like put kind of like a pressure on somebody to make it known what your affiliation is? Because I'll say from my standpoint, I was completely confused as to why it was even necessary to even kind of put out that post and start that drama. Like, About Cardi? Yeah, just just complete confusion. involved herself. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to involve yourself. Nobody was saying anything about Cardi B as far as on that level. Right. But good stuff. Like, we like her. Yeah, yeah. This and that. And then when she did She's that, our Cinderella story. Yeah, she fucking involved herself in mm. something that she shouldn't involve but, herself But in. so I was in New York having yeah. dinner with Ra, Leah, Philippe, Chow. Mm-hmm. And I... Heard Cardi was in the building, so mm-hmm. I went downstairs mm-hmm. to to see her, and we started talking. And she was she was really hurt by the because f- she had deleted the caption, right? Yeah. And she was like, "I'm so fucking confused at what's happening." Because okay. for me, 
I my intention was not to create all okay, that. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. The thing I love about Cardi is I really do feel like if she gonna say or do some fuck shit, she's gonna own, own up, up to, to it. it. Yes. And she's been on the show, but mm -hmm. she 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 felt that it had gotten so much bigger than what it was. So she deleted the caption. Then it became a you know everybody wants me to apologize and people want me to pay. So at what point do people? How do you? How does an issue like that that may be um, there may be a lot of confusion. How does somebody remedy that? Like, who has to talk? I mean, everybody was on the phone, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't people on the phone. Like, we all talked. And it wasn't, oh, she can't come here. She can't do this. It was more of us talking to the bloods and like, yo, you know, that ain't cool. Like, y'all not even doing that out here as far as, like, publicly know, we, yeah, making it because we all know each other mm -hmm. we all somehow like i've been knowing whack since we was kids man whack was in juvenile hall together whack 100 yeah we uh. was in juvenile hall together you know what i'm saying like we all talk to each other and um and, and and the people that were on the phone that really had some say so or meant something in that situation it was never like she can't come here it was more of like man just call her people tell her to take the caption down oh, like wow. just don't be disrespectful and that's the side you don't get to see yeah, or hear at all it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the rah rah like she can't come here we gonna do this we gonna do that man that's a woman at the end of the day mm. you know what I'm saying there, wait, was, and, and there and was some people online saying no, exactly but, but that is, like, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm saying those are the people that came but let me say this is what this is what T-Money's saying okay cause for example if I know there's going to be a problem mm -hmm. and there's a real problem, mm -hmm. I'm not going to hear T-Money Online talking about it. Right. I'm not going to hear, you're not going to hear Big U or those people who are, yeah. who we all know are they influential. They don't have the Twitter fingers, right. They're not going to do that. Right. Um, silent killers, no pun intended. No, listen, yeah. now I wasn't mad. <laughs> no who, who, who really, well, how I end up seeing it and, and, and she's dope and that I wasn't mad at because she's a girl and she grew up here with this girl named Cock Pistol. She's, oh, she's dope. So that's how I, I end Google. up. I'm that's how Googling I end up. She, she was. She was. Uh, Wait, talking to the mic. She was. She was dealing with. Um, she used to fuck with mustard. She was on mustard's first uh mixtape. She can really cock rap. Pistol. Like she's really, really dope. You know what I'm saying? And um, they call her Creek Cock Pistol. And she says something about it. And she was more of like had the film and was showing like the uh, you know how when they put the candles and stuff where people die at. She's like, we out here really living this. This is our a uh, culture for us. This is our lifestyle mm -hmm. and like. She was mad that she said that. And that's but how that, I started paying attention good, to but it. But that's a good point. And that's where I'm like confused. At what point do you, because there are some people that I think hijack the struggle real gangsters go through in real communities and sell it off to the industry. <coughs> there are some people that do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How do you guys control that where it's like, okay, you know, because I agree with you. Like when I see the news in LA, LA news ain't real news. Cause like I got friends that are really in South Central that are really in Compton or Carson that like are telling me about people getting killed every day. But you you know you Hollywood news, news, you talk about yeah. who got the star on Walk of Fame mm -hmm. and who got this and that. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you guys um, handle the reality of what these communities are going through, and then like the way that sometimes these younger people polit politic the hood for a check? I mean. Like like I said, we can't control everything. We can only put our input and like again, like one of the got like big you, like he's all for the community, you know? We don't try to control everything. Like a lot of us that really live that life is trying to get away from it. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to keep doing this. Like, like listen, man, when you when when you my age or when you big you age and, and you survived what you thought you probably wouldn't survive and you didn't been to the pen and, you know, like, you could go to jail for a day and it could turn into for the rest of your life because when you go in there, them politics is something different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, either you're going to politic and you're going to survive and do what you got to do or, or shit, your, your career is over. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Is the industry the same as prison in the sense that it may not be as violent, but 
the politics of the affiliation part is still similar. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, because like, I, I didn't even understand the network between states. Like, I thought, you know, because like people could think you can come to LA and fuck around and go away. Mm-hmm. It's just like somebody sat down, uh, Wax sat me down and explained, like, you know, we're talking to people in Chicago, we're talking to people in Atlanta, oh, yeah, we yeah, talk definitely. to people in New York, we talk to people. So you cannot run from an issue. Oh yeah, no, you can't. Like, it's listen, and it's so funny. It's like jail. You can't go to one institution and fuck up there and think you can go to another institution and think that it won't travel. It won't Where travel. It's, it's gonna travel. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck where you end up at. I don't give a fuck if you end up in Iowa. <laughs> it's going to fucking travel. And again, like I said, it goes back to us. It goes back to me saying when we're out of town, we align ourselves with the people who have some say so in that state, like you know the JoJo Capones in Chicago and stuff like that. Like we all family on other shit. You know what I'm saying? Beyond music. So like if you do something here and you go to Chicago and think you can go, oh I'm gonna do this in Chicago, that shit is a phone call away. So this mm. is a real question. So somebody like me who is a a, a Twitter thug, who is an online killer, <laughs> I am a dry, I drive by on that keyboard and I try to go away. <laughs> Now I know there are boundaries. Like the, I, I work within boundaries because I ain't stupid. Because I still go to the club. Mm. But like for me, if I'm like I'm, I'm super cool with you, and I trust you a thousand percent, and I'm cool with whack, blood, non-blood. Can I, can I say crip? Yeah. Okay, crip. Who do I go to if I have an issue? Like if I go to you, does that now make me a, affiliated with the crips? Or if I go to him, does that now make me affiliated with the bloods? Because I just feel like. I'm gonna pick up a phone and call a friend. Can we be neutral? Right. Yeah, nah. You Is can, there neutrality? No, you, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Listen, because guess what? For us, it's not about the it's not about the games. It's yeah. not about mm-hmm. a cripple blood thing mm-hmm. for us. Okay. You know, to to maybe to the masses or to the what media make things seem like. Yeah. But for us, it's not about no blood, no crip at all. Like so, if if Jason was to call me or call whack or if you like, we gonna end up calling each other anyway. Like, man, you heard what happened? My, Damn, oh man, let's see? fix this shit. I mean, man. the best, the best. I need something fixed. The best thing, the best way to to, to like put that to example is a uh, Nipsey Hussle and YG. You know, because they got oh, yeah. they got them they they do songs together. They so, out here trying to get that bad. So Bow Wow's in the building, but he won't come up and do our show because <laughs> him and Chris Brown are fighting online. And I know when I fell out with Chris, you were the one person I went to to say, bruh. What can we do? And you were like, here's the number, just call him. And he didn't, his phone number had changed by that time. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's had so many problems with people. But so Bow I just asked him to come up here and he said, I can't because some real sh- street shit is going on right now. What does that mean? That means somebody. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means for him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for you. What, when, when, hey, listen, for real street shit for me is two things. Either we going to squash this shit because somebody going to end up hurt. Are just gonna go there. Like our real street shit be like, listen, l- let's squash it. The, just being honest, like who wants to like we're we're all trying to escape certain things. Right. So like when it like you got two motherfuckers that that's really about, about that, that life, life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be a respect thing first. It's gonna be like, listen, my nigga, what can we do to to, to slow there. this down or to fix this? Sometimes shit can't be fixed. So it's like, all right, it is what it is. Mm. But if we can fix it. We definitely gonna fix it. We don't want to be doing no shooting. We don't, don't want to be out looking behind your back over the, t- Hell all the time. Nah. Wow. Nobody wants it. We so, trying to make it to our kids. Amen. Home every that's night. a narrative that's definitely. We trying to make it home every fucking night. Yeah, that's the fucking object is to make it fucking home. The objective is to make it home. Mm. So we trying to get home every night safe. So Melissa and yeah. I were recently with Fifty Cent. He had a, a new show coming out called The Oath, where it shows 
like that the police are, are actually gang. undercover gang members. Like they're like they're gangs. They're the and biggest so, gang in the world. And yeah. so and so we just also hosted the Unsolved series with USA Network for mm-hmm. Biggie and Tupac, and you know all the politics that were involved in that. Um, how does the because everybody knows who's who in L.A. and Hollywood or whatever. How do the gangs and the police coexist? Um, Respect. I mean, you know, like shit, like I said, the uh, police department is the police is the biggest gang in the world. Like they definitely look out for each other. They definitely kill for each other. They definitely <laughs> lie for each other. What's the difference between them and us? Except mm-hmm. for they just have a badge <laughs> and they have paper to say like I can legally shit. do this. Mm-hmm. But they like if you want to be uh, technical about it, like shit, they do the same thing that we feel like we should do for our friends. Don't snitch. Mm-hmm. Kill for each other, lie for each other, and you just just be there for each other. The police is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and guess what? And the and the police, the police officer that go against the grain, something usually end up happening in his ass too. So it's literally mm-hmm. the same culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Have you had a chance to catch any of the unsolved episodes on? On USA, the Tupac, Tupac Biggie? Yeah, yeah. I really don't be trying to look at that. Like that should be so. That should be so kind of like I don't know, man. It's just. That's just it's a lot of politics in that, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I just, it's too glazed over. It's too sugar-coated. I mean, it's, a lot of that shit is just, I mean, you know, I'm going to leave that subject alone. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. So, okay, so now that you're out, are you back to focusing on music? Because the thing about you is I feel like you put a lot of people together. Most people won't know you were involved early with Game yeah. in his career. What was that relationship like? Um, Me and Game, I met Game through Cam from Watts. That was signed to Ice Cube. And um, me, Game, and his best friend, One Shot Hop, was actually supposed to be in a group together. I ended up taking him to my homeboy, D-Mac and K-Dog. And that's who we actually signed to, mm-hmm. uh, to a company called Desperados. And they did a joint venture with, uh, with you know, with Interscope or whatever. And 50 got involved, Aftermath. However it happened, you know, by that time, I was out of the picture. I ended up getting the check out of it, you know, through my folks. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're right. a lot of people don't know that. But, I mean, he was signed to a company, excuse me, called Desperados. Mm-hmm. And so now, so and the game being publicly, I mean, publicly is blood. You guys have a relationship because for, for people who may be in, like, Stockton, where I'm from, who the Bloods and Crips don't get along, how do we explain how the Bloods and Crips can coexist here and how maybe some Crips can't exist with each other and some Bloods can't ex- uh, coexist with each other? How do we explain that culture? Is it... Is it all about the money or is it all about survival and figuring it ne- it out? Never, it never really been about uh, uh, red and blue. Okay, It definitely had to do with territory, but it never had anything to do with red and blue. Media makes it seem like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there, there has, it's been Crips and Bloods that has been getting along from day one. Um, a lot of the times the, the beef is <sighs> over money. A nigga fucking a nigga bitch, a dice mm-hmm. game, and it's young you know kids, young the young cats. It's, it's, I know people that didn't shot each other and 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 are still friends. You fucking nigga bitch, his wife. It's over with you. Are not my friend no more. If you fuck my wife, yeah, <laughs> you and you will die. Bitch. Yeah, it's like you might be able to shoot me and I might forgive you. You fuck somebody that my my bitch. So I told the story yesterday when uh, to a friend of mine that when uh, the person that shot me when I was fifteen saw me on Love and Hip Hop and called me three way. F- through somebody else to congratulate me. I was like, we wow. can't, have, we we can't, can't be friends. talk about this. <laughs> you shot me. Oh, and I testified on his ass too because I mean, I won't say I'm a snitch, but I will say that I, if I'm victimized, 
I'm telling. Okay, listen. Let me explain something to you. This is real <laughs> shit. Like, you know why I don't care that you told? Yeah. It's because you have to know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in that lifestyle, now, if you're in that lifestyle, you're not supposed to tell. Right. Like, if you know what you're doing, if you're selling some dope and you out killing motherfuckers and doing this and doing that, you are not supposed to tell. If you're not living that life... Can't nobody be mad at you for going to, uh, getting on the stand I and saying he shot me. Not about that life. Yeah, if you're not about that life, you're not about that life. But if you're about that life, you're definitely not supposed to tell. You know what's so funny? Because when I told the judge, didn't even they, before I could even give my whole oath, that nigga was driving and he shot me because his mom. You know, because like it had nothing to do with me. The people they were shooting mm-hmm. at it was my brother, but you didn't. I had nothing to do with that. I was mm-hmm. literally a 15 year old kid. But when the the no snitch culture that clearly is like permeating our whole community, where people are so connected and loyal to the culture versus the community or the or humanity. How does how does one rationalize that? How how do you explain to people like we have to get past not holding each other accountable? Is it that will just never be acceptable? Yeah, nah, you're not listen. I don't condone no <laughs> I'm telling. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make snitching okay, but nah, it's nah, not. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm not condoning no telling. What I'm saying is if you not it's just like you going out if you got friends, right? You have different friends. And some friends don't know how to fight. Some can fight. You know, some going to shoot. Some ain't going to shoot. Some you just got around because he get all the bitches. When you go out and a fight break out and a nigga that don't know how to fight and don't fight and ain't going to fight don't help you, you can't be mad at that man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already know you're not here for that. You came to get all the bitches for us. And that's it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I here for the bitches, bro. Listen. <laughs> hey, listen. I, 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 for real. But if a nigga know how to squabble and he don't help, no, no, if a nigga if a nigga know how to squabble and that's and, and that's supposed to be your homie, he's supposed to help. But if if you got the nigga that's like, nigga, I'm a player. I'm here for the bitches. I ain't never fought. I ain't never shot nothing. When the fight break out, nigga, get the fuck out the way. And, and I hope the homies ain't mad at you because I already knew you couldn't fight. The I, I, I know I, you get all the bitches though. I will be at the L.A. I'm County Courthouse. I will be at the L.A. Court, County Courthouse with the best. Fade, I'll have a nice fit on your honor. I am here to participate in my civic duties. <laughs> See, okay. but that's crazy that you said it because a lot of people don't even think like that. Normal Joe Schmoes that grew up in the hood, they don't think like that. Where I'm from, Gary, Indiana, like if I'm fighting, nigga, everybody fighting if we get into it. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to. What yeah. I'm saying is you can't be mad, mad at a at motherfucker yeah. that don't fight if that's not what he, he does. does. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might just bring the, you know, it might be the nigga in the hood that's about to go to the league or something, mm. and he get all the bitches. So we like, well, you no, know, you he gotta always go. got yeah, all the exactly. bitches. Come on, do I want just him fighting? Him, yeah, yeah, move that's him to the side. Coming up, they, like, my, my boys, they would never let me, because where I'm from is GD's and Vice Lords. They yeah. would never, ever let me bang. Because it was like, y'all nigga, you going, you, you not going to be that way. You yeah. not going to be that person. Go to LA. Go make these girls laugh. Go get. Go dance and shit. Yeah, man, for real, man. I ain't gonna be mad. I mean, we all supposed to fight. Even if you can't fight, you just get beat up. But at the end of the day, I ain't gonna be mad at you if you don't help fight because I know that's not what you. No, for. but see, no, I, I have to disagree. I was in West Hollywood <laughs> with all the gay people. And I thought, you know, I know why people fight, but we, I'm safer here I than I would be if I went to Savoy's. You know. I got into a big ass brawl and ended up getting hit in the head with some metal shit and blood is everywhere. And my friend, in West Hollywood, right in front of the police, the sheriff's department, <laughs> they did oh, not shit. come because what happened was I had a friend from New York in town who mm-hmm. went out with me, mm-hmm. and he, uh, this transsexual squared off with him. He was like, "I ain't gonna hit no bitch." He was the transsexual was like, "I'm not no bitch." <laughs> so, so he knocked the transsexual, he knocked the transsexual out, and then then. A real girl ran up and yeah. he just assumed, well, that's a transsexual too. So he knocked her ass out. <laughs> and everybody in the community thought we was out there 
doing like hate crime shit. So the whole community, like it was people <laughs> everywhere. People jumping out car. Long story short, my friend went to the car to go get his car to take me to the hospital. And he took hella long. So I just hopped in the taxi. Come to find out the bitch didn't come back and get me because he didn't want blood on his seats. Oh, no. That's a, And he didn't fight. He said he was trying to resolve the conflict. It was 40 I people. Mean, do, you know, do you know him from fighting? No, but I should have whooped his ass for that, though. <laughs> now, if you decide to whoop his ass, then that's on y'all. But, you know, I'm not going to be mad at him, motherfucker. I just ain't going to hang with you no more. I got different friends now. <laughs> I ain't getting jumped like that. So now that you're out of prison, what are you focused on? Because clearly, like, it's like you're back. Nothing's ever changed. Your, your art wrist is icy. You know everybody. Everybody knows you. What are you focused on right now? Um, Right now, I'm focused on this kid named Dominique Sounds. Real dope kid. R&B. Um... That's pretty much it, man. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make that happen. I got some other stuff in the works uh, with TV stuff, but, you know, I ain't going to speak on that yet until everything is kind of done. But, like, Dominique sounds like, his. you know, we got a lot of songs on him and about to shoot a few videos and, you know, just press forward. Oh, so we talked recently in our other show that it was rumored that, and it really happened because somebody told me it was there, that Diddy choked the weekend at Madonna's house. So who would the weekend call if Diddy chokes him, because, <laughs> I mean, because we know, like, when Drake and Diddy had their problem, like, you know, you hey, got listen, let me tell you something. You can, you ain't calling nobody on Diddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was not going to happen. Like, listen, man, like, that's that problem is going to get solved. You ain't, you can't call nobody on Diddy like, man, Diddy did this to me. So, like, are, man, so, you, just, so you just got to get choked and go away. Yeah, if Diddy <laughs> choke you, I mean, shit, who they going to call? I don't know. Because I was trying to do the math, and I was like, mm, maybe you can call the Beliebers, Justin Bieber fans. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's in-house shit. In-house mm. shit, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you, and where can people stay in contact with you and follow your movement? Uh, at the Real T-Money is uh, at the Real T-Money, under, at, at the Real underscore T-Money. And people just put the T sometimes, but it's T-E-M-O-N-E-Y. So the real underscore T-E-M-O-N-E-Y. My, fo my phone is T-Money. Yeah, see? It's but you T -E. gotta put the E in there, bro. Yeah, put some respect on his name. No, because I've had this number, I've had him in the phone for so long, it would throw me off. Then I'll be thinking it's somebody else. Because one time I had a problem with a T Money and I answered the call, I think it was him, and it was him. So I had to block him <laughs> and make sure I didn't block him. Yeah. He was at. We saw you at Floyd skating party, right? Yeah. You know what thing I love about you? I'm gonna let you go. Like you, you, I know, I know you with the shits, but you one of the nicest thugs I know. Like <laughs> that's you stay smile. Like you see him, you are not smiling. You are like, oh shit! But, but then you smile. It's like usually a face tattoo would be really intimidating. It's not on you. Listen, when I first met <laughs> him, he got us crossing the street to go to Hollywood Hookah with two chicks. And I looked behind me and it was him. I said, oh shit. I said, y'all just keep walking. But then he was like, I see you, dog. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, he has a teardrop. So we'll start with that. But, you know, oh, yeah. but here's what I will say. The one thing that I will say about having known gang members from my hometown and gang members in L.A., LA gang members don't look like LA gang members. They they move in a different. It's a different world out here. Fuck with T Money, man. Yeah, I'm glad y'all fuck with me, man. Hey, fuck I got a joke before we leave, though. <laughs> Go ahead. Why did the crib cross the road? Cause. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> the last time you got up to leave a show, you had to take a shit. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, T Money. Yeah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>